No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Today, I'm very, very happy to have the one and only Bacchanot Nice on the podcast. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, G. You definitely fall into the category of somebody that I never thought I would meet because when we first found out about you through the music, that was part of the, the folklore. It was like, you're never going to meet this guy. He's ne <laughs> he never leaving Canada. There's been a few artists over the years where that's kind of the rep that they got. It's like, you'll never get to see this guy perform. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah, man, I, th I honestly didn't think I was going to get it over here either, man. Mm. Wasn't an easy task neither, but we got it done. Is this this is your first time? Legally. Really? Yeah. Oh, so this... I mean, I when I say legally, um, when I was coming in with the boy previously, uh, it's just a thing where they never asked me any questions mm. about anything. That's know? the exact opposite of everybody else coming in and out of Canada, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, it helps when you fly private, too. <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> little life hack. Spend yeah. uh, 20, 30 grand on a yeah. fucking private plane for the flight. <laughs> Don't have to worry about shit. Yeah, just keep it moving. There you go. I'm really just interested uh, in learning exactly where you're coming from, though. So let's talk about your early days of what it was like coming up in Canada. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, I, I guess you could say, like, I was just troubled youth, you know, mm. coming from a broken family um parents got separated uh one lived in montreal one lived in toronto how'd they get separated they just divorced yeah they were married and they got divorced i guess shit wasn't working for them my uh -huh. dad was a musician and my mom was just i guess a home maker or whatever you want to call it right and it never worked out because i guess he was on the road a lot or whatever but um yeah got into trouble early age um got a got a prison term but what age was that my first prison, I did two prison, two federal bids. Uh -huh. My first one was when I was like um, 17. So the underage shit doesn't work the same as it does in the States? Because in America, it's like if you get caught up at 17, you're not going to get punished half as hard as you would at 18, I think. Oh, uh, it's still kind of the same thing. But what happened was um, my case kind of went over to when I was 18. Because mm. I basically turned 18 a month later. Right. So I was still an adult. So basically what happens is you get found guilty. Sorry, they send you down to the feds. So I got two years and I think it was six months or something like that uh -huh. for robberies and stuff. Right. And then I got out and I was out for 30 days, man, on, on parole. And I got charged for attempted murder and I got 13 years. Holy shit. Yeah. So when you look at the stuff that you were doing early on, like just the attempted, uh, attempted robbery, that kind of stuff, did you turn to that kind of stuff? Was it that you just had nothing, like you didn't know anything else? Or was it the kind of situation where you had certain people sort of pushing you, telling you that this was a normal way to get some money? No, what it was was um, I got to the point where like I was like kind of fed up, you know, whether it was my mother or my dad just living under the, the rules of, and regulations of the house and shit. Mm. And I just wanted to do my own thing, you know? My, my parents, well, my dad was strict. He was into the church, so it was always church, 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 and no, I didn't get no time to do my own thing, so that was a rebellion in itself. And then my mom was just over overprotective, mm. you know? So I guess that's what kind of caused the rebellion, and then I just started, I was just in the streets. Mm. Kind of left home and never came back. Did your parents map out like a future like what your future might look like was there a cer certain thing that you thought that you were supposed to do with your life did they want you to go to college did they want you to get a certain kind of job oh yeah for sure my dad my dad always wanted uh 
us to get our education. I'm sure my mom did too, but my mom was a little different. Um, I never spoke about my mom before, but my biological mother, basically, uh, she she took off like when we were young. Like I think I was um, like 15, 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, like you have a mom and, and a dad and you would expect like your dad's supposed to be the, the G, the gangster. Not saying, I'm not taking nothing from him, but mm-hmm. he was just in the church. So he didn't, he wasn't on that street stuff. But my mom was. Really? Yeah, so she was just involved in the street stuff. I, I believe she took, like, a whole bunch of money from the government and said, fuck you, Canada, and just went back to her country, which is Barbados. What? Yeah, started her new her, her new life. Just left her kids and everybody. How do you take money from the government? I would love to do that if somebody could tell me how. Well, I, I think it was just back then, like, that's when, like, that whole student loan shit just started. Uh, okay. And they were just giving money away and... Guess she found some type of scheme and it worked for her. She got her bag and cut. Early scammer. Yeah. <laughs> for real. That's dope. For real. That's crazy. So, so okay, you started getting into the street type of life and everything. Is, the, is in, 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 where you're coming from, are you like joining a gang? Is there a, even an equivalent to that? Or is it more just like everybody's going about their own things, figuring out their own hustles? It's not like America. Mm. Maybe now it's, it's you're starting to see that pop up now, but like... Back then, it wasn't like that. Back then, it was just like, yo, you grew up with some dudes in your neighborhood and you guys bonded, maybe a, another one or two other guys from another neighborhood, and you guys just come together and you guys just bond. And it's just, it's we never called it a gang. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Bloods and Crips. It wasn't like that, but there would be a, like a name for the set, I guess, but it wasn't like a gang, like mm-hmm. Bloods and Crips. But now it's it's getting like that. They're starting to, I feel like that's how it always happens over time. Even when you look at America, it's like all the different regions of America over the past 10, 15 years have sort of been infected by this idea that every different gang, every different crew of dudes needs to at some point sort of label themselves as something so it's easier for people to understand. Right. Yeah, it's weird. Um, when you talk about like being in the streets out there, though, mm-hmm. what in Canada people are smoking a lot of weed people are definitely drinking a lot we've all seen trailer park boys but is there like is everybody doing coke is is heroin big i know it is all the way over vancouver and shit but is it the same sort of thing on the east coast of canada i'm gonna tell you straight up man it's the same thing everywhere brother i mean i know everybody has this stigma about canada you know like you guys probably think that we all live in igloos and shit like that not i (laughs) i was just in montreal the other day i've been going back the first time i ever drank in my entire life was in montreal drinking a fucking mike's hard lemonade in the parking lot because i grew up in new hampshire it's like a five-hour drive to montreal i was born in montreal by the way yeah yeah that's where like because growing up it was like i would go on a bmx trip with some of my friends and we would go up to montreal be able to buy porno magazines, be able to fucking drink. Yeah. We thought it was the greatest shit on earth. Yeah, Montreal's cool. When you're oh, yeah. Out, That's the best. Selling uh, liquor in the gas stations and corner stores. It's oh, not okay. like that where I come from. You gotta okay. go to like, liquor stores and beer stores. And but stuff. did you grow up like right in the city or did you grow up in like outskirts of, of town or something like that? Uh, when you say city, you mean downtown? or? Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, nah. Where I came from was uh, Scarborough. Oh, so yeah, it's okay. like, the, like the burbs, I guess. Mm-hmm. A little bit like that. But um, yeah, it's it's not it's not like downtown, but it's uh, it gets rowdy, man. Gotcha. It's lit. So you catch this charge, and is it the kind of thing where it's normal for you get caught up out there and you get two years just for a, a attempted robbery type thing, or is it the kind of thing where they're giving you chances and trying to keep you out of that system? Because we talk about the prison system out here like it's just so unfair and fucked up. Do you have the same impression same of it? It's yeah. The same thing, man. 
same thing. And it's not attempted robbery. It's, it's armed robbery. Oh, okay. Armed yeah. robbery. That's what I keep meaning yeah. to say. Yeah, it's attempted bad. murder. I got charged. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm combining charges. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But but then you get into the prison system. Were you, like, shocked? Do you, do, were you ready for this in any way? I'll be honest with you. I wasn't because I was – by the time I got down to the, the federal system, I was 18. Mm-hmm. And um, – it's just a thing where, like, bro, you if you're real, I mean, it's just a situation where you land, you just got to get yourself together, man, and figure shit out quick. You got you to gotta learn a lot of things by yourself because a lot of guys down there are not trying to teach you and trying to help you out. Mm. If anything, they're trying to fuck you over. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, especially being a new fish. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, it, yeah. it's stuff, uh, like, when we talk about gang stuff, it's very much like the, the gang stuff, or the prison stuff. We think the gang stuff matters, the race stuff matters. It's, are people sort of organizing in a similar way in Canada it's, it's, as well? It's, it's race in prison. It's all, like, that's how the groups are, are sectioned off. I think that's what they say out here, too, is that, like, your, your blood or crip shit don't really matter that much once you get to jail. Oh, yeah? I, I never did time out here. That's I, thought, say, I, thought yeah. that's, I thought that's how it ran out here, though. I thought it was the gangs. Mm. They just always say that once you go to jail out here, that it don't matter. You'd be cool with some bloods that if you were on the street and you saw them, you'd be going crazy. But yeah. in jail, it just kind of ceases to matter. But, uh, yeah, did you make it through pretty smoothly, or do you have any issues during your initial bid? No issues, man. Um, like what I what I what I told myself, man. Because when I when I first got my time, I already said like, yo, I'm basically married to this shit, man. Because you can't you can't you can't step into this and be halfway in and halfway out, right? Because you're gonna you're gonna lose your life, or you're gonna be fucked up, or labeled, or whatever, a rat, snitch, goof, whatever you want to call it, you know. So I said to myself like. If I'm doing this, I'm gonna do this all the way. Uh-huh. So, and what I mean by that is, like, like snitching. You know, all those things are not in my vocabulary. Mm. Being solid is. You know what I'm saying? And staying true, mm. and 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 never telling on on the weaker guy or never telling. Period. You know, that's just my motto. So, I had to tell myself that. And once I came to terms with it, then it is what it is. I just keep it real mm. all the way through. I don't change and I haven't. When you were when you were in there the first time though, was there anything, any part of you that was starting to tell you like you were meant for something better than this? Had you even begun to identify that you might have the talent to go beyond prison? Was there any any dream that you had at that moment? For sure. For sure there was. Um but again, like back then when I was doing time, I wasn't there was no idea of me being an artist. Mm. None of that. The most that I that I thought of doing was um, saying, yo, maybe I could start a label, you know, get some young boys and start a, start a label up. Mm. But rapping was never in the cards because, I, like I tell everybody, like <coughs> music has always been a part of my life. Like my dad's a musician. He mm. plays the guitar and he sings. So I've always heard music since I was a youngin till now, like in the house, you know, just always playing different types of music. So. But were you not making music when you were younger? No. No, you never really got into it? No, mm. at all. I just understood it, and I loved it, and I appreciated it. Right. Yeah, yeah I feel the same way. I'm, like, been obsessed with it my whole life, but for whatever reason, it's such a thing to become a rapper, mm-hmm. you know? And it mm-hmm. seems so so cozy and easy if you avoid it because once you become a rapper then you have to face the reality that you might be a whack rapper and then you got to carry that around for the rest of your life exactly Mm. so um you get out how the fuck do you end up getting caught up again 30 days later 
See, that's the thing, man. Like, where I come from, like, my neighborhood is a very small neighborhood. It's basically one street, right? And there's only, like, maybe 20 guys in the neighborhood, really, that are active and doing anything. Right. But I was the guy that was making the most noise. So when something happened, they would look at me first. Uh-huh. So basically, that was, that's what happened. A dude got robbed and shot, and the first person they looked at was me because they couldn't get the, the actual dude on the scene when, that, when the crime happened. Right. So they, I don't know, man, like a day or two later, they came back to the neighborhood and they just came to my house, man. They had a warrant for my, for my arrest and arrested me. But they arrested you, but they didn't have any kind of proof or anything to go on? Yeah, they, they had a disclosure and they said they had proof, uh, which is why I won my appeal because basically they're saying that the individual that got shot was in the hospital. They took a statement from him. Uh-huh. But what my lawyers found out is that would have been impossible for, for that to happen because he got shot with a three fifty seven in his stomach. Uh-huh. All right. So he's hemmed up and he's got tubes going down his throat. Right. All kinds of shit rigged up. There's no way you can talk to him. Yeah. We, we found that out through through doctors notes and all that stuff so we we caught them lying and stuff so that's that's one of the reasons why I won my appeal oh okay so basically what the cops did is they went to the to the they said they went to the the hospital and interviewed the individual right which they probably tried to but he couldn't talk and they probably said like listen we don't know who shot you but there's this guy from this neighborhood and he's really bad and maybe we should just go along with this right you know because there's no other alternative for me. Like, I know the guy didn't say that I shot him. Mm-hmm. There's no possible way. Right. First of all, he can't even speak. Right. But in the in the disclosure, the cops are saying that they took a full statement from him, that he said that it was this guy who shot him, and da 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 da. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So then, so but you're locked up meanwhile for a long ass time while this is all going through the court system, or what happened? Yeah. So basically, you get arrested and you have to sit down while the case is being brought up right so i sat down for like about a year and a half that's so fucked to go to trial right so crazy right so how the fuck are they not at least give you house arrest or something see like that's the one thing about america though that's different from oh, us. They don't do that out there you guys get bail like you guys could get bond i think that's what you guys call it right yeah over where i come from it's really hard to get especially for like violent crimes and stuff it's, right it's not that easy to get bail yeah so is someone getting shot in that neighborhood a really fucking big deal because there's just not that much gun violence no there's a lot of gun violence but oh, okay. it's just it's just a big deal because i guess we don't see as much as you guys get mm. but it's it's a big deal because it it, it causes um the public to to be in an uproar you know because they're not used to it Right. So if someone's just getting shot where like and and people have kids going to school and it was during the daytime, it was just it was just a bad scene. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like a really big deal when people get shot here. But then I think about all the times that I know somebody got shot and that nothing happened and it wasn't in the news and like people forgot about it a few days later. And I'm like, that's kind of crazy that like, I mean, I could think of so many examples. It's fucked. Um, So, okay, that that time back in prison, though, was a more of the same it wasn't anything too special or are you talking about the second time yeah well, the second time uh i had to figure stuff out as well because when i went down the first time i was young and i only spent like i think like uh 10 months or 11 oh, months okay. in there. so like when you get time in, in in canada it's not i don't think it's the same as here like in canada say they gave you 14 years you will do two-thirds 
and you'll be able to get out. Right. So there's no, like, you're doing the whole, you got to do the whole time and then get out. It's like that a lot of times here, too. And you, if you hear about something in five years, there's a good chance they're going to do, like, three. Okay. So if, with good behavior and right. assuming they don't stab somebody in the shower or whatever, right. yeah. Right. Um, okay, but so that time you're starting to really think, like, I got to get this shit together, and you're starting to really, like, strategize because you're getting older. Right. There's a little bit more pressure on you. Yeah. And I was just, I was just trying to come to terms with like what I was gonna do. And like I told you, I was thinking about starting the label thing. But then, I, then again, I'm like, how am I gonna do that? Because I don't really know anybody in the music industry, and I know it's not an easy thing to start. But I was just always in my thoughts and saying, you know, well, if you have talent, you know, good things should happen for you, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, and I know that when I got out on the street, just from making connections while I was down there for all those years, and I knew that I be able to get the right people that I needed to make this happen if I wanted it to happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's where I was thinking about like I was while I was down there I was thinking about getting out and starting a label. Right. That was my thoughts. I didn't there wasn't I didn't have any other like what what's the word I'm looking for? Um like like you know how people go to school to get to learn how to plumb and all that shit. I didn't have none of that. One. No backup plan. Yeah, because I was in prison when everybody was doing all that shit, like going to high school. I was in prison. Yeah. So I didn't have a chance to do all of that. Stuff. That's the nastiest thing about prison when you realize that they're really taking away not just somebody's youth, but their ability to become a functioning human being. Like, yeah. I, I'm just, I forget who I was interviewing a little while back, but they were like, you know, I came out of prison at 28 and I had to figure out how to go on a date with a girl for the first time Real because shit. I missed that whole segment of my life. Dating, dating when you're young, dating girls and all, I, I miss all that shit too. Mm. Like even down to just using a bank machine. Right. You know, even using a, a bank card. All that shit in school that you miss out on. Yeah, yeah. the internet, because you can't use the internet, mm -hmm. you know? So you, basically, man, honestly, when you, when you get your time and you go down below, it's like time stops. Yeah. That's why, like, I don't even feel my age. Right. You know, I, I feel like I'm still how, how I was when I went in. Right. To be honest with you. It's, yeah. I, I mean, time has passed since I got out, but when Differently I got out. Differently for you. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. you missed so much of it. That's yeah. crazy. So you get out, and then how do you end up meeting Drake? Like, how, how long did it take until you get out? They, this ends up happening, and you sort of start moving in a different direction. Pretty quick, because... Um, I went in, when I went to prison, I went to prison with the guys in my era. And the guys in my era, obviously now there's a younger generation that's coming up in mm -hmm. our neighborhood. And they were into the rap stuff. So they had uh, met up with Drake. And I guess there was some type of affiliation and stuff. This is all happening while I was in prison. I didn't even know about it. So I get out now um, being the OG, not the only OG from my neighborhood, but one of them. Right. And obviously, you know, the younger guys are going to, gravitate to you because they want to learn obviously and shit so we, we we grew together and they brought drake around me like i think it was a video shoot that we were shooting uh preem you know preem the mm -hmm. artist from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was shooting a video and we got shut down in his neighborhood from the cops because we didn't have permits and stuff mm. so we needed another spot to finish the video and that spot was my neighborhood and drake had a scene in the video where, where he pulls up in his maybach that's the first time I got to meet him. Right. And from that day till now, we haven't left each other's side. That's crazy. What do you think he saw in you that he seems like the kind of guy who, you know, even if 
like like when he comes to LA, like you're seeing scenes of him like that song with Game, and they're really in the hood and shit. And it's like you know that Drake, regardless of whatever he's actually on, he just appreciates the street side of things and Definitely respects it a lot. Is Definitely that right? Because yeah. he has friends from the streets, right? You know, so he's he's gonna have to. <laughs> You know? It's always funny when like the news will decide to report on it and be like, "Look at all these crazy people that Drake surrounds himself," but they can never really put it on him. But like, th that's the basically you right there. You're one yeah. of those guys that they want to be like, "Look at this guy yeah. hanging out with." And they did it for so many years, and and that's why I appreciate him and love him because he could have been like, "Man, this is too much, bro. You you got a lot of, you know. Let me go this way because right now I'm here and." that might tamper with, mm. with what I got going on here. But he never turned his back, bro. Well, it's interesting, though, too, because, I mean, probably a lot of people want to act like, oh, Baca's just his, his thug or his goon or some shit. But, I mean, if you're Drake, you got, like, real deal security. So exactly. it's like he doesn't need you to... Doesn't beat somebody up for him. He's exactly. got some Secret Service motherfuckers exactly. to do that, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, so what was, like, the nature of you guys sort of being around each other? It's just, imagine, like, you know, okay, I'm the biggest rapper in the world now. I'm going all over the world. I want to have people around me that right. I grew up with and that I can trust and I know have my best interests at hand. Why am I going to go and hire all these people to be around me that don't know nothing about me? Mm. It just wouldn't make sense. Right. You know? I'd rather have a couple people around me that have been around me from the beginning yeah it just it just makes sense and he, he's very much like embraced and tried to sort of represent the soul of canada and like where he's really from and his music and mm -hmm. i feel like he's somebody that's smart enough that he understands that the closer he stays to the streets the better off because i mean that's the remarkable thing about drake is like 10 years of this shit like he's Still Everybody's here, supposed to fall going off strong, in 10 years <laughs> going even stronger <laughs> right it's crazy you just don't get into that position unless you're strategic and you know we've seen so many people that their music just essentially becomes sort of like bleached of any mm -hmm. sort of interesting shit and even a lot of the risks that he takes like you know like when you put gigs on an album you know that a lot of people are not going to get gigs as flow yep a lot of people but aren't. it's an important risk to take it very you know because he sees it he mm. sees it and he hears it like like way before i or normal people do i swear man his his Hearing for things is totally different, man. Mm. Totally different. That's dope. Yeah. So you guys become cool. What's like, there's got to be a part of you that's like, I'm my own man. I don't want to just be hanging out with somebody else that has their own shit going on. But he's meanwhile, like fully embracing you and being like, come on the road with us, do all this stuff. How do you sort of find your way to fit in in that kind of situation? Well, well, in the beginning, man, like I, like I was doing the quote unquote security thing, right? And I, and I was like, yo, you know, I just gotta, I gotta figure out my life. I mean, I'm not gonna do this forever, you know what I'm saying? And I was just, I was doing a lot of things, trying to figure out things. I even tried to do the label thing, like I was telling you about. Mm. And then by me doing that, that's how I found myself. Mm. Because I grabbed a whole bunch of kids and I started doing this music thing. I wanted them to start making music because my goal was for them to make as much music as possible and then just bring it to OVO, to Drake, mm -hmm. and be like, listen, this is what my plan is. Can you guys help me? Can this happen, you know? And go from there. That's smart, yeah. Right? But in the midst of that, these kids, shout out to Hypa, these kids um, wanted me to go into the booth one day because they, they, they must have put on a beat and I was just snapping to the beat. I was like, yo, go, go in the booth and say something. I went in there and I laid some crazy shit down 
crazy shit for me because I've never done it before and I was on time. Everything just, it, it just flowed nice. I mean, the bars were probably shit, you know, but just the fact that I, I felt in my mind that I could flow and I could keep the timing and I felt that it sounded amazing. Had you not spent much time freestyling or even trying to write nothing, stuff? At, nothing. Nothing. Wow, that's shocking. Nothing. Bro. That you could have that skill sort of on deck, but then meanwhile you're just not even you're thinking about everything around rapping aside yeah. from actually, actually rapping being, and then it actually works out yeah which is crazy but i just like that's why i bring that back to my father like him playing all mm. that music while i was a kid all those melodies because sometimes i'm in the studio and melodies come in my head off like i'll hear a beat and then a melody will just pop up in my head i'm like how the and then I have to remember, like, this is why, man. Like, when I was a kid and all those songs were beating in my head for all those hours and days and nights, that's why. It's like a subconscious uh, education. A hundred percent. That's crazy. Because, yo, I was saying to myself, I, yo, when I tell you I love music, I really love music. I have a passion for it. But I was also upset with it as well because I'm saying, okay, I love it and all this stuff. But why, it won't, why don't I know how to play an instrument? Why can't I sing? Why can't I rap? Like, I was just confused with it, you know? Mm. And then here we are today. Started to work out. So, yeah, you get on that track, uh, or you, you start making music. It's, it's funny when you say that, too, because it's, that's almost exactly the same story as uh, how Gucci first started rapping. He had, like, some younger dude that he was trying to push, mm. brings him to Zaytoven, and then he ends up getting sort of frustrated with this other guy. He starts rapping. Zaytoven's like, no, 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 it's all you. That's crazy. Yeah. That's kind crazy. Of a, Great minds think alike. Yeah. You kind of are the Canadian Gucci man, I feel like, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little record. I keep hearing that, man. <laughs> but, yo, can I be honest with you, yeah. man? I look up to Gucci. Mm. When I got out of prison, I was listening to a lot of Gucci. And when I was listening to Gucci, when he dropped that song with um, Jeezy, yo, I took a lot of flack, man, from, from my friends and stuff like that. They were like, yo, this shit's Whack. They're like, you it's ain't like, so icy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but, bro, I just, I don't know. It's just about, I could just tell he was a real one, bro. Mm. Just in, even even if the words weren't, like, blending how they should be, like, how he is today, mm. just the shit that he was saying was resonating with me. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, him and Drake had a couple songs back in, like, 2009. Mm -hmm. And they were supposed to, there was talk of doing a mixtape together, but then that never happened. And I feel like it was probably one of those things where Gucci just, says whatever he wants to happen and just hopes that it'll happen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. so um yeah at this point okay so that that one song though was it like that song was the one song that you were like this is what i want to push or did you sort of like just present a bunch of your stuff to to the team oh you mean when i when i started rapping the music the yeah. first song that i made yeah. i didn't present that song to the okay team. so you kept grinding yeah i kept grinding mm. but what happened was when i when i was grinding um the boy, because my friends, like, we're all friends, you know? So, like, like say the boy says, yo, we're doing dinner at my crib tonight. Mm -hmm. Tell the man to follow it over. So everybody will be over there. And then, like, he'll probably be in the studio in his house somewhere doing something. And we'll be over here, or the guys will be here doing shit and playing music. And just run one of my songs that I did. Yo, Bach, I just did a new song. Listen to this. And he'll be in the next, and trust me, this guy does not miss a beat. Okay? When you think he's not paying attention, mm. <laughs> that's when he's really paying attention. Because really? we're thinking he's over there doing something totally different to what we're doing. 
And I remember the day, like, they played the song, and he came into the room, and he's like, who's that? And I said, it was me. And that was it, bro. Right. That was it. He basically told me, like, yo, like, keep making music. Don't stop. Because at that time, too, I'll, even though my friends were playing the music, there was a lot of my friends that didn't like the fact that I was doing this. Because they're looking at you as competition. No. No, 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 no. I, I, I honestly feel that... Two things. I feel I feel like they didn't want me to fail, right? And look stupid in front of the world mm. because I am baka, not nice. The street cred's already there. Why are you going to go fuck it up and look like a loser rapper? Because that's yeah. what could happen. Because you know if you saying? really came out and sucked, then oh, it's kind of like you got to be that for that, the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So the credit, all that credibility might go out the window now. You'd rather be a good street dude than a a good street dude who then kind of fucked it up with the rap thing, you know? Right. But it's like, yeah, God, you're lucky they did both. Yeah, <laughs> they both seem to be working out. That's awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, but so then from your perspective, you just keep working, and then did you figure out that that song would be the song? Was that your thought process? Where you're like, this is the one that I want to push? No, not until I made the song that I wanted to push, uh -huh. which was uh, Live Up To My Name. Right. But all the other songs... Like, they were just, like, I was, it was like going to school for me. Mm. It was like, because, man, my flows in the beginning, right, were pretty crazy. Right. So it was just like learning. It was teaching me. Because I would, you know, one thing I would say, if anybody ever asked me about if I had advice for an artist, like, yo, just make sure you like your own music. Mm. Make sure you love your music. And that's how I feel about my shit. When I make music... And I like the song, I love the song. Mm. So if I love the song, I believe that that song is a good song that I can put out to the world that everybody will appreciate because I feel in my heart that it's a good song because I know music, mm. you know? That's a big challenge as a rapper is to be real enough with yourself to have an honest opinion about your stuff because a lot of people, like young kids in particular, they make one song and they love themselves so much that they think that that song is it and they <laughs> sort of lack the understanding to be able to say, okay, maybe this song's all right, but I need to work on this, I need to work on that. That's, that's kind of the gift that you had is because of the fact that you have this long life ahead of you where you weren't just being the self-absorbed musician that you were able to maybe uh, take a look at the game from a fairer perspective. Real talk. And, and you know what? Honestly, man, one thing with OVO Sound, one thing with Drake in particular, Yo, if it's not right, it's not going nowhere. Right. It's just like either you just shelf it or you start over again. Right. Period. And when it comes to my music, all my music, I make sure that he hears my stuff first uh -huh. before I do anything. I want the criticism. I can handle it. That's the difference between me and a lot of these guys. I guess you can't tell these guys that their their, their song is shit, mm. you know, and, and them not feel offended by it. Mm. I mean, you might not have to say it like that, right? Yeah. But you know, I take criticism, and I want my boys to be real with me. It's not gonna work if you're not. Mm. Don't be a fucking yes man to me. I mean, if somebody who's as busy as he is and has as much on his plate and has so many other important things that he could put his time towards is even willing to give you a drop of criticism. You should be extremely thankful because guess what I have to say when the average person shows me their fucking video? Nothing. Why? Because <laughs> I really don't give a shit. I don't have anything to gain from helping you. But if he actually cares enough to even be critical, I mean, that's like a gift. It's a gift, man. Yeah. It's a gift. That's crazy. What do you think about like the, the thing that you sometimes hear pundits people who talk online about music say is that they try to say oh ovo 
if you end up signing with OVO, you end up giving your best shit to Drake. Do you think that there's any truth to that? No. Do you think no. you're seeing it from a different perspective because you weren't like hired as a songwriter or a producer or something? No, I just know him as an individual, you know? He's not going to, especially if a man's like, okay, so let me put myself in the, in the situation then. I make a hit song, mm. and he knows it's a hit song for me. He's not going to come and be like, yo, I need that song. He's not going to do that. Mm. I 100% I know this. And I've never even heard of him doing anything like that. So right. my personal take on, is it, on it is I don't know him to be like that. Right. You know, He wants his artists to thrive and to, and to flourish and to be great. He wants that. Every, uh -huh. Like everybody at OVO wants that. And what's crazy though is that to a lot of people who maybe have a less mature perspective, they would say, "Well, why didn't he hop on your song when it was blowing up?" But I think the reality is, is that, yeah, that would have made the song bigger, but he probably wouldn't have been doing you any favors in the long run because getting under that massive microscope that mm -hmm. quickly is, is sometimes we've seen a lot of people whose careers couldn't handle the weight exactly. of the Drake feature. Exactly. And yo, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Yo, I honestly, I want features from him, mm -hmm. but early in my earlier, early in uh, the stages of my career, I don't, I didn't want it. I swear to you, I didn't want any features. You don't want it till you're ready. No, mm -hmm. I didn't. I, I feel like, because bro, what am I gonna do? Go on, start doing features with rappers all over the place and get blown out of the water? That mm -hmm. like that's not gonna work, you know. Right. I want, I want, and plus, I wanted my fans to love me, bro. Mm -hmm. Love me. You love me, then all that other pretty fancy stuff we can get into that later but in order for me to know that i can last in this business you got to love me you got to show me that you love me because right. then that note that then that then that makes me know that i'm doing something right mm. so then like the features and all that stuff that can come later fall in love with baka first mm. get to know who baka is right because it's like you know that you'd rather be a great version of who you really are than trying to become, that's the problem with so many rappers coming in the game, they try to become this inflated version of something that they're realistically not even ready to be in the first place. But that's, you know, they want to be standing next to, you know, whoever the next person to do a feature with is or whatever. They want to be standing next to them so they can seem just as cool and they lack the self-awareness to realize that they're not that cool yet. Right. Mm. So listen, this is what um, my dad told me since I've been a kid. He said, yo, he said, don't hang your coat where you cannot reach it. Mm. Simple. Simple. That's real. Yeah. A lot of people get into a position and then immediately start thinking about how they can get to the next position instead of getting good at playing their role. Being greedy. Mm. It's patience. I learned a lot in prison. I think that's the, uh, that's the sauce that I have that a lot of these guys don't. I have patience, man. Mm. I'll wait. And it takes a lot of patience, honestly, to be able to do well in the environment of being around a person who's a massive superstar. Massive. You have to be patient because you, you sort of are moving at their speed and you have to learn to be a soldier. You have to learn to be someone who Straight up. can take yourself and put it aside. You have to, man. Mm. You have to. Like, uh, I fully agree with what you just said. Like, you know, sometimes there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians, mm -hmm. you know? So I know to play my position. Listen, at the end of the day, man, Drake didn't have to sign me to OVO. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to sign me. Drake didn't have to say, yo, come, come roll with me. He didn't have to do none of that stuff. He made that decision on his own. So my loyalty 
to him and, and, and this whole movement is, is different. A lot of people might not understand it, but it is what it is. So I'll know how to play my position. Because at the end of the day, I will have my time. Everything's mm -hmm. on timing. So maybe today's not my day. It might be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It might be next week. But be patient. For sure. Now that you know, you've sort of are able to travel around more freely, apparently, and everything, mm -hmm. how, how are you feeling about the music right now? What are you working towards? Is it like a project in mind? Are you still working on that next big single? Where are you at right now? I'm, I have a few big singles right now. And so like I was telling you, like I just... This is my introduction to America right now. Like, I was in Canada, I went to Europe and all that stuff. Now I want you guys to know who I am. Mm. And then we can talk about the project. Definitely. Yeah. That's dope. I feel like a lot of people are really fucking looking forward to it. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. <laughs> just being out here doing all this media and stuff is that kind of a... It must be kind of wild, though, just to feel like you are so in the game, but you haven't really gotten a chance to do it a lot of the normal rapper stuff, like just being able to be out and in front of the people in such a way. Yeah, so, you know, not taking anything away from Canada or, or overseas, Europe or anything like that, but I'm telling you, I didn't feel like I was actually an artist until I came to America because you got to do it here. Mm. You got to, if you do it here, you can do it anywhere. Right. That's my take on it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I got to work really hard right now because this is my first time in America. Like, I mean, you guys have heard my music and stuff, but you haven't seen me. Right. You haven't gotten to know me yet. And this is my chance to show you guys who I am. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, too, like I could tell the way you say, like, you know, a lot of Americans think Canada is like this or whatever. It's like still it's kind of hard for people to accept especially america america is so fucking self-obsessed that it's so hard for them to believe that there are hoods in other countries <laughs> so crazy, that there man. are real people who come up in other countries i see it with england all the time where it's like everybody still if they're not educated with like english rap they feel the need to like characterize it as being this jokey ass thing and it's like no, not at all. I interviewed a dude huh. in England who got picked up for a fucking murder a week after I did the interview. They're trill out there. And then I kind of understood why he didn't want to talk about any kind of criminal stuff in the interview. Real talk. Yeah. Real talk. And yo, just a quick, quick little insight, man. I mean, yo, like Canada, America, we're used to like guns and stuff. We got a lot of guns. Mm. Just remember, in the UK, it's not really like that. I mean, there are guns there, but mm. these guys work with shivs and knives. Right. And that's real up close and personal. That's, that's a intimate different shit. type of individual. Mm. That's all I'm going to say on that. A lot of times when there's a shooting in LA or whatever, realistically, it might be two guys shooting down the block and like they don't know who hit who. And, you know, anybody can tap a trigger a bunch of times, but to fucking really get up in there and stab somebody, you're going to be a sick intimate. fuck. Intimate. That's crazy shit. Yeah. Yep. Kids, don't stab anyone. That's my advice. Real talk. Try to avoid that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really appreciate you coming through. Anything else that we need to know in terms of what you got coming out in the near future? Uh, I got a lot of surprises coming. I can't really speak on it, but America, I'm here now, and uh, it's on and popping. I'm mm. going to show you what Canada is all about. Have you been up to Calabasas? Have you been at the spot? Yeah. We live out there. Oh, I guess you were already been out there plenty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we live out there. We got a house. Out. He he bought a house across the street from his house where we stay at. Mm, that's what's up. 
Goddamn Nori is being so fucking loud. Oh, is that Nori? <laughs> <laughs> drink champs on them outside. They sound like drink it's champs right good. there. Oh, yeah, but uh, just let me know I'm free. Pull up in Calabasas anytime. Man. Just hit I me fuck up. fuck with you, bro. Thanks for having me, G. I appreciate it. I got to come tap in with the Utes. Yes, sir. I'm going to chop the H off and shit so that everybody will think that I'm legit. Come through, man. There you go. Yo, make sure you come to Ovio Fest. Oh, I'm summer. big time down for that, yeah. Right. Gotcha. I was just in Montreal, but I was just hanging out playing Pokemon Go. So was, <laughs> I don't know if I got the full experience. I got you, man. I got you. I got you. But I appreciate it. Baka Not Nice, No Jumper, Coolest Podcast in the World. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. <sighs> Nojumper.com if you want some merch. Appreciate y'all.